We here at Stormdar Weather work hand-in-hand with the National Weather Service and other professional weather service agencies as a weather-ready nation ambassador. We are avid weather enthusiasts who have studied the likes of Mother Nature for over 30 years. The purpose of this podcast is to provide weather information, facts, and trivia in a manner that is entertaining and easily understood by everyone. Well, hello and welcome back to the Storm Dar Weather Podcast. I'm your host, Randy Luna. I am Corey Taylor. And this is episode number 20. Wow. We made it to 20. Do we get some kind of a, a reward for that? That's a 20 podcast. That's yeah. a lot of talking. Maybe some uh, M&Ms, maybe. Yeah. Or you're not allowed to have M&Ms yet. So. Maybe if they're peanut butter M&Ms, I'd... Oh, that might be good. <laughs> well, this is our storm chasing edition. We haven't had one of these yet, no. and we've had some uh, severe weather around, and we have some friends who are uh, storm chasers, yeah. and they've been going around and giving us uh, some really, really cool pictures of these mm-hmm. these incredible storms. And uh, well, let's get to the big story: is the continued hot and humid weather. What is what is it with this? heat we've had early it's almost unbearable out there it, yeah. today is not so bad because it, really we had we had we we did have a little rain this morning and uh we had a big wind gust come through probably about 9 a.m this morning oh really it, it about took the tree down at the hospital no way it, i don't know where it was coming from i didn't see any uh, kind of an outflow boundary on radar but it was caused by something. Well, when I got up, I saw you had posted uh, some well some I, stuff on it there. It was lightning uh, about wow. five forty-five. Like I said, there's there's my 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 room just opens up to the backyard, so the lightning comes in when it lightnings. Actually, she woke me up, or my wife woke me up, and told me that, "Hey, is it going to storm?" I was like, mm, "Yeah, probably." Well, the, the room's lighting up, and <laughs> so I figure I better get on there on the site and and, and post a radar image. No, I'm glad you did. I mean, I I had no idea. I mean, the National Weather Service said uh, for I mean last night when I updated, they said about three o'clock. After three o'clock, there was like a thirty percent chance in Springfield between four and five. There was a thirty or forty percent chance, something like that. Well, it was weakening, and what happened was it kicked out an outflow boundary and uh, sparked some more uh, right. Right before it got down to Branson and sparked a line. And that's so unusual. I mean, it's morning. I mean, we're right in the, right. the, the peak cool time of the day. Yep. And and that's uh, that's not right. And the Storm Prediction Center, I read today, uh, like north central Oklahoma is under the gun with a slight risk. And southeast Missouri, the Boot Hill area, is under marginal. But they've taken all of the, the risk areas out of the Branson area. Skips over us. And I guess I'm okay with that. I mean, I do like a little instability in the area because of those summer pop storms. And there was a pop storm uh, I saw earlier that was uh, just east of Thayer, and it just exploded and immediately got a hail core in it. So I'm not sure if it's severe right now, but but uh, yeah, they're looking for some activity hmm. down that way. And these things, they've been popping really uh, fast and really hard, but they uh, die just about as quickly. 
Uh, yeah, rain himself out and yeah. What was that yesterday? We had that severe for Southern Taney County just mm-hmm. exploded, and then uh, I I measured point one five in my rain gauge. I got a quarter, a little over a quarter of an inch out of the whole thing. Wow, it must have. Now, I think there was a secondary storm. I mean, I saw it. I saw it bubbling up and there kind was. of over my yeah, and then again over the Metro Branson area, mm-hmm. I guess going. Uh, well, we need some rain because, I mean, I checked the drought monitor, uh, drought.gov, and got some information. What they are saying is we're not quite in a drought. We're kind of like right on that edge. Uh, we are definitely getting drier. We're trending that way, though. If we don't, we just got to keep an eye on it. Yeah. Now, Miami, Oklahoma, they said they're in like a D1, which is just abnormally dry. So, and then the further you get in Oklahoma, which you had mentioned on podcast earlier uh previous podcast that they they really have a lot of drought out that way they do and it's just uh pure uh fuel for the fires out there yeah we that's crazy what we need is a a nice tropical system coming up and and moving up this way and speaking of tropical systems we've got uh, remember last week when, or a week or two ago, we were talking about, I said that GFS and all the models were saying, okay, down there southwest of Mexico, they're wanting to bring this thing in. Well, last week we had Arletta, and Arletta grew to like a category four and kind of went out to into the Pacific and just kind of weakened. But then right on its trails was Bud. Bud. Bud, yes. And Bud is a, a category three today. Um and it's expected to take that same path, kind of going out in the Pacific. And wouldn't you believe it, on its heels, yet a third system, it's now, they're, they're watching it. It's kind of mm-hmm. like an invest right now. Over that yeah. same area, mm-hmm. there, there's something going on down there. <laughs> it's active in the Pacific, not so active in the Atlantic. I did see, uh, I was reading up yesterday, where there's a tropical wave expected to develop, or if it hasn't already developed, and, and expected to hit the uh, Gulf Coast this weekend with some rain. Oh, really? Uh-huh. So they're kind of watching that. Okay. I, I Yeah, I saw this morning in the Atlantic there was like a little X, like an investor right. or something south of the Yucatan. And if it follows the same, uh, the same path as uh, Alberto, yeah, we're going to get some good rains down there. Yep. And hopefully it'll kind of go up our way and we'll get that nice tropical rain if there's that we nothing like. uh that'll push it away from us I, I'd, I'd welcome some rain i'd welcome about about five inches of rain right now oh yeah springfield recorded last the month of may is a little over two inches uh or maybe three what a two point something departure from normal so they're getting drier branson is you know even though we had some rain we're we're in a deficit as well when all this rain comes it's it's not widespread it's just hit and miss it's these little pop-up storms some people are getting a, a bunch of rain and some people aren't getting anything it's it's crazy i know i mean it, we, yeah hopefully we will have a more active i mean we are in hurricane season it started you well, i'm first. ready for a soaker an all-day soaker yeah, yeah. <laughs> get the get, uh, make them uh, raise the gates and table rock mm-hmm. need a little, little bit of that but the severe weather has been i mean other than these little pop storms it's been all around us i mean wyoming has been slam they've had really really bad severe weather yeah there. Couple, uh, they've had a few events out there and then every time they have a tornado out there they're very photogenic lately i mean did you see that last tornado oh that my gosh unreal beautiful now wyoming uh the rockies rockies go up there into wyoming too right mm-hmm. out there 
uh, yeah, I mean, we've been getting some pictures and seeing some of that. It's incredible. And uh, anyway, storm chasing. Uh, if you want to do some storm chasing, that's where you need to go is out there in Wyoming and not here in Tornado Alley. We haven't had too many st- storms worth chasing here this year, for sure. No, you know, I mean, we have some of our friends out there, but they're not in our area. They're having to go and drive out and right. do stuff and... You know, and I know you used to do some storm chasing yourself. I did. Yeah, and uh, we got we have instead of a weather school today, we have a special guest. We're going to bring in in just a little bit. Uh, your wife Shara is oh, here. She, she is. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> yeah, you didn't see her. She. I better straighten up and. Oh yeah. She's got your number. <laughs> I think she does. Well, and, and if you want to storm chase, the very first thing we need to say is know what you're doing. I mean, don't just get out there and just. Oh, that's, you know, that's a storm. You don't know which way the storm's moving. At least take the class that's offered by the uh, National Weather Service every uh, winter, uh, spring of uh, what to look for in a a severe weather situation. The storm spotter classes? Correct. Yeah. Yeah, because we have so many people uh, go out there. I mean, it's been a big craze here. In the past couple of three years, people are like, oh, this is a lot of fun. Let's go out and do that. And I'd say it's been longer than that. It's been really since it picked up in the late 90s with the movie Twister. Yeah. After that, it really kind of snowballed. And now, when you go out to Oklahoma, you know, it's a very rural area, but it's like driving in Branson traffic and they're all chasers and it's very yeah. dangerous. That, that, yeah. Because if they're sitting there, if they're stopped on the highway and you got some chaser going on, I mean, it's and just going to be people. Get they're up. not obeying the traffic laws. You know, they're, you think? they're speeding. <laughs> and uh, it is dangerous. That's probably more dangerous than the actual storm they're chasing. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, we've unfortunately lost a few storm chasers mm-hmm. here yeah. in the past few years. And, yeah, it, it's it's not a leisure sport. Let's put it that way. No, it's not, not horseback riding. Yeah, you, <laughs> they they have horseback riding tours, but uh, uh, if you want to storm chase, very first thing you need to do: take your storm spotter class. Know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And uh, I went to, I think it's storm.gov or stormchasers.gov and 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 various other places to see what the basic what you need for basic storm chasing and what they listed. The bare necessities would be a video camera, obviously, yeah, um, a digital camera for those still shots, uh, a laptop computer, and they, they suggest that with a cell phone, because a laptop can maintain a continuous internet connection, allowing for constant updated weather data, including weather maps and other details that a weather radio cannot provide. Yeah, we had uh, ours hooked up to my little Nokia back in the... Uh when we chased the storms in uh, Franklin, Kansas on May 4th, 2003. Uh-huh. And it worked just fine. It was kind of new technology. I plugged it into right into the back of the computer, and I made a call on my phone. I could get radar until the tornado hit, and the cell towers all lost yeah, power. Transmission. You know, wow. There was no, no, no signal at all. Well, here's my question. Was it a flip phone? It wasn't a flip phone. Oh, it was an actual It was one of those phone. little Nokia phones that you could play. It had one game. It was called Snake on it. <laughs> it was a black and white screen, no color. Oh, man. So, yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, in radios, like you're saying, a radio, they suggest 
uh, taking a radio, especially if you're going to be chasing with multiple vehicles. So you can like walkie-talkie back and forth. And uh, a lot of the Skywarn members, they use uh, ham radios to contact the weather service. I would add not only a walkie-talkie, even if you're not chasing with other people, because if you run into trouble, somebody else has a walkie-talkie that's chasing somewhere in the vicinity, so you can call another chaser, even if you don't know them, yeah. for help. Kind of like a CB radio, yeah. But, yeah, uh, yeah. Also, I would take a uh, weather radio, mm-hmm. and I would take a police scanner. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah, I had it all wired up in my van. Remember that, Shara? When we... <laughs> Yeah, you're well, fine. She, you this is talk. my wife, Shara. Yeah. She's on. <laughs> but, yeah, <laughs> I would uh, deck out the van every uh, the night before we go chasing. Uh-huh. I would uh, wire up all the my radios through the sound system so I could pull up what I needed at, at what time. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I had the weather radio blaring so I didn't miss a warning for sure. Yeah, Say I didn't have any internet back then. The radars didn't draw the warning out. You know, they didn't have that technology on the internet just oh, yet. So yeah. we just had to head to where the storms were popping. And we did have GPS. So the most important thing to do when you're chasing is uh, know what direction that storm's moving. Mm-hmm. Don't get in the path of that storm. You want to really get it from coming up from the south. And not so much be on the eastern part of it. Even if it's traveling northeast, those those tornadic storms will turn to the right. And you'll be right in the damage path. And uh, things could get really bad. I know. I know. And, and I want to hear some stories from both of you. So, instead of the weather school, I've got a jingle I want to play that I haven't got to play in a long time. So, let's welcome our guest after the jingle. Stormdar special guest. And Stormdar weather special guest for today is, like we said, Corey's wife. Shara, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for welcoming me into your club. Yeah. <laughs> you guys get to do this every week, and I don't ever get to be a part of it. Well, I, I know, but you know, I've wanted to have you on here for quite a while. That's uh, okay. I let him have his boys club. Yeah, well, there you go. <laughs> well, you two have done storm chasing together. And what, have you gone out twice? Is that what you guys have done? Oh, uh, lots. Well, two big ones. Oh, yeah, two major, major ones. But there was many times that we were just I got going. roped into driving. Right. Oh, gosh. So you were you were the driver. I had to drive so he could man the well, computers and I had those and laptops and, and everything and going. And you know, I just I begged to... for him to not take my van into hail. Yeah. yeah, good point. <laughs> so what was it like in your first time? Tell me, tell us what what was like on your very first time. Very going first out. time. Started off really slow. Um, we went out and sat, you know, he just, he knew that there was going to be a major outbreak. And we went and sat on an open road for a couple of hours. And, you know, it was a clear, sunny day. And I just kept thinking he was crazy. I'm like, where are these storms? We were under about? a high risk. Yeah. Oh, no way. Yeah. <clears throat> but It was I mean, four once o'clock they... and nothing had popped yet. So I thought, uh oh. Yeah, is this going to be a bust? We've wasted The sun the whole never day. came out the entire day. Shara's going to kill you. And <laughs> it was overcast. We left my two babies with All my day. parents. Uh-huh. Those storms didn't pop till 5 30 in the afternoon. But when they so. did, they oh, really? were everywhere. We had chasers all over just trying to make sure we got to all of them. 
We oh. were in a news car because we were chasing for the news channel then. And but you had to drive. Yes. Yeah. Were you thinking about giving up because it was like so we... late? I mean, five thirty. That's. I, like... I think he still knew it was coming. I had a feeling. Yeah. He had a he had a way of he could always sense these things, and he was kind of like that. He had that instinct, like was it Paxton on yeah. Twister? Uh-huh. You know, he could tell which way it was going to come. And I honestly used to tell people when they said I was crazy for chasing, I would say I felt safer in the car with him than I did sitting at home because I knew he would keep me behind it and we would stay behind the storm. Whereas, you know, at home I'm a sitting duck. Yeah. And that's a smart thing. I mean, Corey knows what he's doing. So you were in the right thing. I, I mean, always trusted his instincts. Good. Until that one time. Oh, until that one time. Until that one time. And I said, we'll never ever chase again. Oh, please, well, please tell us. Yes. I was bored. <laughs> that one we didn't know that one was coming. Expecting we didn't prepare a big outbreak, yeah. and there was a warning issued. It's just a severe thunderstorm warning. Two counties to our north, and we were in Miami, Oklahoma, Miami, Oklahoma at the time. So it was up in Kansas, and it was dark. It was. It late. was getting dark. Hmm. And he said, let's go chase. Don't go chase in the dark. No, don't chase at night, ever. I didn't have my radar with me, Ugh. but I knew where the storm was. So we drove right into it. So <laughs> No way. I was listening to the weather radio, and back then, I don't know so much now, you know, it's automated. It's an automated voice. Well, if it's an important tornado emergency or, or storm they know is on the ground... They would actually get on there and talk live on there, and that's what they were doing. And they were estimating that this tornado being a mile and a half wide. Oh my gosh! So I thought, huh? But we couldn't see anything. It but was it was pitch dark. Black. Yeah. Well, we were driving up Highway sixty nine, and it's all in of Oklahoma? a sudden, this is in we Kansas. were into Kansas. We were into Kansas right. by now. Columbus, somewhere around somewhere there. there. And. Uh, the wind just started cra- crazy blowing. blowing Everything trees was blowing sideways across the road in front of us. across the road, and I couldn't Man. keep it on the road. We were waiting for lightning flashes so we could I thought see where we it was. Were driving oh, yeah. I thought we were caught in the tornado. Oh. The way things were going sideways across the road in front of us, I thought we were in it. And I just kept waiting for a lightning but flash. But I didn't know whether to keep going straight or to go backwards because I had no idea... Where we actually did several U-turns the tornado, in the middle I of the road. Sure oh wow! Because I didn't know where to go. Tires squealing. Because they were saying it's a mile and a half wide. How do I? Way to go. Where do I go? Uh, right. So, I have never prayed so hard in my life. <laughs> I was bawling. I was. I'll tell you. you were. You were driving. You were still no, driving. No, he was driving. Oh, you were, oh, okay. But gosh, well, I mean, what was I? 23, 24 years old. We had two small children. Oh. And I remember. I remember him calling his family. He was like, why are you calling your family? Are you telling them goodbye? I'm like, <laughs> oh, but, uh, and his mom was like, what is that noise? <laughs> she thought, he thought you had the kids. He, she's like, do you have the kids with you? Who's crying? He's like, no, that's Shara. <laughs> <laughs> I'm bawling over there. And I was praying. I was like, please, God, let me live to see my kids one more time. And I will never, ever chase again. My gosh, a mile and, and a she half didn't. wide. That's- I never chased again. Th- that did it then. And no, she's not a fan. Well, I'm an adrenaline junkie. I like, you know, how that 
hair on the back of your neck stands up. Yeah. Tingly, and that's what I like. I mean, it was it was fun until that time. That was scary. See, Sherry, you're probably like me. I mean, I I want to stay. I mean, storm chasing is great, but I want to stay here at the helm and I want to watch it. And I, I want to be, be back to... behind it and watch it. I don't want to be in the middle of it. Yeah. Now you said it was at night. What time of night was? Just late. We it was. It wasn't late when we started. Thirty nine. It was like six or something when we went out, but it, it got was, dark quick. It was the sun was going down as we left the house. So 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 what lately. happened? I mean, you guys are there. You're doing U turns. You're well. We uh, finally got out of the wind, and there was a bunch of chasers sitting in this parking lot watching it, and uh, I was. Uh, Calling the TV station, telling them what's going on. With Trying the, to get a picture of where it was. They had Doppler. I didn't have any equipment. And uh, I think they went ahead and, I mean, it was tornado warned. And then they went ahead and issued a warning for the, the Joplin area. But uh, there was some wind damage, but nothing nothing too structural. I mean, it was a pretty rural area out there. Okay. But uh, we had some friends that were hurt that were at a trailer house, didn't it, we? It did one? scare It seems like it. This was probably... They were, like, ripped from their bed in the middle of the night. Oh, This wow. was probably 13 years ago. So my mind is failing me. I don't remember what year details. it was. I just remember the boys were little. But uh, it was oh. scary for sure. That yeah. didn't... Not, but, but you, and you got out. I mean, you got out of the wind, and then it just... Came. By the grace of God, somehow we found our way out yeah. of it. And Any hail damage? I mean, you get hail or... We were in damage? his old bumpy car that probably yeah, had hail damage anyway. We didn't care. <laughs> that was my... It can hail on as much as it wants, car. Now that that's not the tornado that you guys got into and decided to stop the chase and start helping. No, no, yeah, that was was, that was that was before. That was the outbreak. That was her first one. May May fourth, two thousand three. Yeah, and you'd mentioned a little bit about that on a podcast before, and I think that's just great. I mean, there comes to a, a point where you, you love to go out and you love to chase. You want to get that picture or whatever, but if a tornado's moved through, forget the chase. Well, and we were getting stopped up by so many power lines down and, Emergency I mean, stuff in the middle of the road. road we were having trouble getting through. blocks because there was so much damage. And these were live power lines on the ground, so they had people stopping you that they wouldn't let you drive over them. And And this is where? This This was around Girard, Kansas. Cherokee County, which is the county to the west of Joplin. But, I mean, we we kept seeing these houses just crumbled. And, you know, we could see people trying to dig through the rubble, and I think it just eventually... We kind of had that urge to want to stop, but yeah. but then it was like we need to keep going. We need to we need to get ahead of this thing. But then when we saw the kids, that was that was it. We couldn't go any further. We That's saw, the breaker. Yeah, yeah. We saw three small children standing on the foundation of their house, and that, I can't that terrified me. And Corey, you know, he yeah. he knew my heart. He was like, "Go go to him. I'll try to find a place to park." And I remember just running through a ditch, a big muddy ditch and through the field to try to get to their house and remember the smell of propane from oh, all everywhere. the leaking propane oh, right. tanks all the propane everywhere. tanks were just spewing they were going and it just reeked of propane everywhere you went see that that that's something that a lot of people don't realize what happens i mean we you know a tornado moves through we see it on tv we see the damage we see people but there's other elements sure. that go on like you're saying the power lines the smell of gas i mean if it just makes sense. I mean, if you're gas powered and the, the tornado rips your house off the foundation, 
there's just gas everywhere. Mm-hmm. And I guess that's, you know, explosions. You got to be careful of explosions and stuff. I mean, and the thing that just blows my mind, and it, it, you put it in a perspective, like like I said, if you see it on TV and they do the news the newsworthy thing, and then they go on, and then it just leaves your mind. But if you're in the middle of it, like you're there, it doesn't go away. No. I mean, I can't imagine what that would do to me mentally just to, you know, just like you're saying, see these people and see this devastation. What do you do? Well, this was an F, an EF4. Um, nothing like, it didn't hit an as populated area as you know, years later in Joplin, it mm-hmm. hit on the outskirts of this one was in Franklin, Kansas, that we were chasing. You know, later on that that same night, Pierce City would take a direct hit. Oh, Carl Junction yeah. would take a hit. One uh, of Stockton was hit that night. Didn't that one make it on to Battlefield? Battlefield uh, near Springfield. Yeah, and my dad would always say Battlefield. They always get those tornadoes. You know, I don't know. If- <laughs> that's true or not, but in o- Ozark, you know, was on that plateau, so I imagine they would get a little bit right. more favorable area to, to get in there. Um, you know what was funny? I remember the little girl, she was probably nine or ten, and she was finding jars and cans of food that had scattered, and she was gathering them, and she was lining them all up on the sidewalk. And, you know, we just thought, we didn't know what she was doing. We just thought it was kind of cute. We're like, oh, look, she's gathering food. But the mom tells us later, I mean, she thought that was it. She didn't understand, you know, insurance and and things like that. And, you know, they had just built this brand new house. Oh. And, I mean, she thought they were done for. You know, their house was gone and they had nowhere to live and they weren't going to have any food. And, you know, so she was terrified. She was saving these jars of food. and, And mom's main goal was to find clothes to get on the kids because they were just in their underwear. <laughs> and, well, yeah. And then I mean, she wanted me gone. to find all of her photo albums. That was her big thing was she was like, where are my photo albums? I mean, we were digging out in the field trying to find as many pictures as we could. And what can you do? I mean, everybody's <clears throat> stuff is everywhere. Mm-hmm. I just, I, I can't imagine. I mean, when the, when the Joplin tornado uh, went through, I, I think I told that story uh, last time or the time before that, that uh, we lucked out. I mean, we, Karen and I had the chance to go, my wife, Karen, uh, either on a Saturday or a Sunday to Joplin to go through her mother's house. And we almost went Sunday, but I said, let's just go Saturday. Well, if we had gone Sunday, that was the day of the tornado. We would have been right in the middle of it. And my sister-in-law lives in Joplin. She was fine. She just lived uh, towards the Racine area, just a little bit south of Joplin. But the one thing she said that really put it in a perspective for me is you go downtown, you don't know where you're at. Yeah, there's no street signs anymore. There's no street signs. There's no markers. That's what really the light bulb went on in my head. It's like, wow, you, there's no way you can tell where you're at. People and these, weren't sure how to find their family members. They couldn't find the streets. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, fortunately, I mean, now her, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, Phyllis and Karen's mother's house was away on the north side of Joplin, so it was okay. And Phyllis was on the south side, so so they they got very very lucky. But they are still rebuilding. I went to Joplin oh, a couple of months ago, and I mean they're rebuilding great. Yeah, uh, they've done a lot. They've been working hard, and I toured uh, the hospital, the New Mercy Hospital. 
And uh, it was amazing to see what they have done is incorporated, you know, the, the memory and legacy of, of parts of that hospital into the new one. It's just, it's just amazing. The, the, the feel there is, I mean, Storm's still really, I mean, those people, they went, they were traumatized. Oh, yeah. And I can't even imagine the, the healthcare workers, you know, some of my very dear friends that I went through nursing school and stuff with, the things that they saw, um, but, you know, I worked at Freeman and Joplin a couple of years ago. And, I mean, it's a completely different feel. When you hear thunder outside, they all, they all panic. I mean, just wow. the patients, the visitors, the workers, they all go into panic mode. And it's e- just, Even many years later. Yeah, still now. I mean, it's all still very real. I, I can't. I can't imagine. I mean, and they've taken measures now. I think when they, I mean super, su- oh, yeah. super building the structure. <clears throat> so in case another F five would. A lot of the houses have put in the shelters. The schools all have shelters in them now. Good. And I guess are there more uh, community storm shelters too? I mean, I honestly, I, don't I'm know. not sure. Just uh, you know, for the schools, I think they open those up if the school's not in session. Of course, these shelters are you know, bigger than your house. I mean, they can fit lots of people in there. Oh, yeah. yeah. His sister just built one at her daycare. Yeah. And it, like, is as big as the daycare because it has to be able to fit their 50, 60-some kids. Right. Is, is this in Joplin or Miami? Theirs is in Miami. In Miami, yeah. Yeah, Miami's not out of the woods either. I mean, it, yeah, you got some more lakes and a little bit of hills around there. Mm-hmm. So that's going to thwart it a little bit. But that I mean, that's plateau, where I grew up, but I never, yeah. never saw a tornado Come, I mean, come all around us, but I never, never had one hit us my whole life. I lived there. I wonder why that Girard, Pittsburgh, Joplin area is just kind of that favored area. That's just odd. Or why they always go right down I-44. Yeah. I mean, they just literally follow I-44. Yeah, I don't want to live near I-44. <laughs> Actually, I do, because I would like to like to go storm Well, and then they built there. a new Mercy right <laughs> off of I-44. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> That yeah, that's insane. Well, I I think that's very very noble what you guys did is just you know get rid of the get get rid of the chase you know and the storm was had passed at that point anyway, I'm sure you know I mean when you guys got out well to by the time stuff. we came up on it yeah it was and it was fast moving I mean we couldn't keep up with it faster oh, than yeah. 55 miles an hour it was, so. they said it was going like 70 some miles an hour so I mean wow. us going on dirt roads trying oh there's to, no you way. know and it's just cutting across fields so I mean we couldn't. And we weren't familiar with those roads. We didn't. We were trying to go off of a map. Oh, and that yeah, and then trying to read and trying to to direct. Yeah, that's a, that's the worst thing. And I, I know we're rebuilding here in Branson. That that uh, little bitty one was it EF one or EF zero? It was a two. It was a two. I mean, that went through Branson. Yeah, yeah. it yeah, was it a two. Did some damage. EF two. Wow, sure. because it it went through the cemetery, which is literally about three four. Four blocks from my house. Yeah, it went right over here. <laughs> I mean, and it was going about seventy miles an hour too. So it, I mean, as soon as it was here, you know, I just remember in the, you know, my wife was saying, "What do we need to do?" She had taken her sleepy nighttime medicine, so I was like, "Okay, we got to get you to the basement." I'm watching this. We got to go. So I got her down. She's trying to sleep on the ping pong tables. Like, no, we <laughs> now we have to go into the bathroom. <laughs> we all went to neighbors. Uh, neighbors of ours had a basement and we called and woke them all up and we had half the street in oh. their basement. We were all in our jammies and middle of the night. It's a tornado party. Pretty much. Hello, we're coming. <laughs> we kind of did. We kind of woke them up and she's like, come on in. And we all gathered down there in the basement and 
And we I knew something was happening then because I was I had the scanner on and they were reporting power flashes in downtown Branson. So I knew. Oh, yeah. Well, and he had been watching the storms and I guess he finally got so tired that he fell asleep and we both woke up to the, the weather radio going off and we heard tornado warning Taney County. And I mean, he sat oh. straight up. He said, that's us. We got to well, go. I knew beforehand. I had it in the back of my head that it could happen. There was actually a warned cell near Cassville kind of headed this way. Mm-hmm. But, well, uh, and when he gets nervous. Didn't know if it would, you know, disappear or dissipate or, or but, but, uh, things held on. And, uh, I guess it really kind of started touching down in Stone County, you know, kind of started uh, developing around Kimberling City and just kind of made a beeline right to downtown Branson and then hit up Mount Branson. Took all the windows out of the Hilton, remember that? Oh, mm-hmm. my gosh, yes. I mean, the the pictures of that, uh-huh. it's like, holy crap. I mean, and I tell people, it's like when, when he's nervous, yeah, I'm terrified. Because most of the time, I mean, he'll tell me, he's like, oh, it's all right, it's all right, it's not coming our way. Or, but you know, I mean, when he starts moving and getting scared, Ka- I'm Karen terrified. would say the same thing. She, she would, she said, I don't see you really nervous. I said, okay, it's not really going to go here. But then if I start getting excited, then she starts getting really scared. You know, one time I kind of had to put her in a, in a closet upstairs because I couldn't get her downstairs. But fortunately, nothing really happened, you know, but safety first. That's the thing. If, get your family safe first. Yes. Yes. And we then, always throw our kids in the bathtub with helmets on first. Oh, the helmets. That, that, that's a good go idea. go outside and take pictures. <laughs> oh, yeah. She would, she would always get on to me. You know, it'd be lightning or something. And then I'd walk outside. It's like, I got to get these clouds. And it was lightning. She's like, get in here. It's lightning. It's like, I know, I know, I know. Yeah. Oh, we laughed because we, we went and got, we had three kids at the time, and we went and woke them all up out of a dead sleep and threw them in the car. It was hailing so bad, we couldn't walk oh, to man. Our, I mean, she was three or four houses down, uh-huh. so we jumped in the car, and our oldest son is, I mean, he's legally blind without his glasses. He can't see in front of him. And we had just grabbed everybody out of bed and said, get in the car. And all of a sudden, we see him standing there at the garage door. Mom, where are you? I can't see. Can't see. Oh. Like, oh, baby, I'm so sorry. <laughs> and to lead, <laughs> lead him to the car and lead him down the street. Oh, and, but you made it. Yes. We so, were safe in the basement. So, so I guess in, in, in summary, you're, you're done with chasing. You're, mm-hmm. you're definitely not ever going on no a chase. I have no desire to go chasing anymore. Well, what if Corey says, I want to go chase? He's he's gone a couple of times, and yeah. the last time not, not I sat in the I don't do it in the Ozarks. If I'm well, out yeah, these hills Oklahoma. are too hard. Oh yeah, we were in Oklahoma yeah. not too long ago when there was a warning, and I sat very safely in his grandma's storm shelter while he went and there chased. There you go. There you go. <laughs> True story. I like because you were you were that was a few years ago, wasn't it? And you were posting on the site, and you were out there, you know, trying to get that. Yep. That I money had the shot. baby, so it was. It was just last so this year. Was last oh, really? This was, was last new. Memorial Day. Memorial Day of 2017 is when that happened. So. Okay. Well, when did you get with your with your friend? That was uh, 2016. That, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, where you you'd taken we off through all Oklahoma. Over to Oklahoma. We went all the way down to Texas. Yeah. I don't know if I if I can ride in a car. That, that one long. you went. Yeah, I remember that one. He went it with goes some by professionals. Fast. Yeah. You don't know when you don't know where you're going. Yeah, but just a whole day can be gone in no time. That's what I'm thinking. And if you make a wrong turn and those storms fire, you got to turn around and like zip back. Figure out where you're at. And oh, that, that whole joke insane. from Twister, you know, this is Bob's road, trying to find it on a map. And, <laughs> and you never can tell. 
Well, that's that's some amazing, amazing storm chasing stories. And uh, we have a wonderful weather word of the week. So let me play that jingle. We'll get to the weather word of the week. It's the weather word of the week. Yes, there is the jingle. You like that jingle, Shara? That's very cute. Well, thank you. Thank you. You're very talented. Uh, well, I try. I tell people that's that's Melodyne and uh, a bored evening <laughs> for me. <laughs> okay, the Stormdar weather word of the week is actually an acronym, but it is the word CAPE. Corey, what's that stand for? It's when you uh, put on a cape and want to fly somewhere. Superheroes like wear those. No. No, no. Close. <laughs> Convective, available potential energy. You have to have energy for those storms to fire. Yeah, yeah. And it's measured in in uh, joules per kilogram, mm-hmm. which I'm not a physicist or so I don't know what that means. I just the higher the better. Yeah, higher the better. If you want if you want that. The the official definition is a measure of the amount of energy available for convection. Duh. That sounds right. Observed values in thunderstorm environments often exceed 1,000 joules per kilogram, and in extreme cases may exceed 5,000 joules per kilogram. So the way I explain CAPE uh, to people is pretend if you've got a pot of boiling water and you've got the fire on medium, okay? When you put that, that lid on there, that's, and then have that steam inside then the heat bubbles and bubbles that energy of the steam in the pot is cape that's the energy and what uh, you know you turn the fire up on medium high then there's more energy so that means your cape value is like 3000 or 4000 if you turn it way up on high and hold that lid on there uh, it could go as high as 5 or 6 i've seen it as high as 7500 joules per, per kilogram before the problem is if that cap or that lid stays on there, nothing's going to happen. That heat's just going to bubble and bubble. But you get that one little place where that that you can just take that lid and take it off there and explode, and all that steam and everything goes way up in the sky, and that's where you're going to get your severe thunderstorms. So cape is vital when you uh, want severe weather. So uh, three ingredients— you need energy, which is the cape, moisture, and lift. So if you, one of those ingredients is gone, you don't have any thunderstorms, which is a bummer. And that's what we have a lot in August when we have those dog days of summer. We got a big old cap there. We got all this heat, but there's nothing to trigger a storm. So so you got cape, but you don't have like a lifting mechanism to kind of kind of buckle that up. I've heard people confuse the two terms before cap and cape because they're kind of, you just add the E to cap and you get cape. Oh, yeah. So uh, people have confused that before. Uh, uh, Cap is bad if you want want storms. Yeah. (laughs) And cape is good. It's good. good. (laughs) That's true. And there's actually, I'm not going to get too technical, but there's different types of cape too, uh, convective available potential energy. I like looking at what's called the SB, which is the surface-based cape. That's all the energy bubbling at the bottom uh, towards the surface. Uh, You have another uh, one is called ML, mixed layer or mean layer, and that's kind of all the way from the surface all the way to the top of the atmosphere, kind of like what is that, the energy available all up and down. And the, the final is the MU, 
most unstable cape. And I realized recently that that's a good indicator of lightning, a possibility of lightning in a thunderstorm. Very interesting. Yeah, I, I didn't know that. It's like I, I'm always studying different kinds of cape. There's there's also D cape, which is downdraft cape. Uh, uh, there's there's all sorts of kinds of energy. But what I look at, and usually what I post uh, if I'm doing a storm prediction center meso map thing, is the uh, surface based cape, and that's the energy. That's that that energy in that pot of water. So if that cap would break, the cap would be the lid. Take it off, boom. Then you've got got severe weather. That's the energy you can feel. Yeah, all that dog a, days. It's a singly. You walk know? outside, yeah, and you just feel it in there. It hits you in the face. Yeah, and you work outside, so a lot of the time. I Sometimes. Yeah, uh, I'll, I'll I'll take inside. That is, if my air conditioner can just keep up with it. Yeah, I like it. Cool. Um, okay, there's the weather word of the week, and we also had a listener question. I don't have a jingle for that, so. We'll just have to oh, wait till next time. Have day. to work on that. Yeah, I have to have another board night. I've got a busy week coming up. But the listener question is from our friend Brad Case, and he asked, "What is the largest circumference of a single supercell?" So basically, I think what he's asking is like, how? What's the largest? How big a round would uh, is the biggest one? And I did some research on it, and what I found uh, is the largest documented mesocyclone or storm was on June 23rd, 2003, with a diameter of 12 miles, and that storm was in Nebraska. So if you calculate that out, the circumference would be about 37 miles. That's a big storm. Wow, yeah. I bet it was a hailer. Oh, my gosh. I Probably like basketballs or something. <laughs> we did our hail episode right. back then. Uh, and some other information, a severe thunderstorm on the Mexican side of the big Texas bend grew uh, to an estimated height of about 68,000 feet in May uh, 2016. Wow. And uh, the other little fun fact I found was tallest thunderstorms on Earth form in the tropics and have been measured to around 75,000. Well, you got all wow. that moisture down there. Yeah. Well, that yeah, and that's that moisture. I'm thinking thunderstorm. I don't I don't know if the thunderstorm would be in a hurricane. It may just have been a big old thunderstorm mm-hmm. or something. I don't know. Well, I like storm chasing, and uh, I think we went through a lot of the things. Now, there are other things you can take if, if you want to storm chase. Uh, some of the advanced things that I found, uh, you, I mean, if you're going to be really serious about it, you might want like a, a laptop mount, a tow rope. That would be good to have. Flashlight, a first aid kit, uh, emergency lights, a full-sized spare tire, jumper and Make sure your other tires are... Good and in decent yeah. condition. Oh, definitely. You can't be, you know, sliding around on the, on the in, in the heavy downpour. rain. Downpour. Because it'll happen. Oh yeah, because if you get the hot, humid conditions on that asphalt, right. you're going to hide. Cheap tires are not good to be chasing on. No, <laughs> and get 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 your brakes and uh, take uh, jumper cables. Uh, <laughs> I thought this was funny. Take cash, of course, a gas can, and some hard sole shoes because you never know. I was in flip flops. That day that I ran across the muddy ditch. Oh, yeah, nice. <laughs> you know, that's a lot of people don't don't think that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it was hot out, so I just threw on some. Shoes. Sure, I mean, I wouldn't think another of that. very important piece of equipment you're going to need for that camera is a windshield mount that mounts to your windshield. Ah, so you good can, idea. You can video record yeah, while you're driving down the road. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, we had our own cameraman. We were with the TV station at the time, so. Oh, you had it made. Yeah. We were in the news car, so we didn't have to worry about our own car getting damaged. See, that that's the best way to go storm chasing, in <laughs> a news car. Someone else's car. <laughs> yeah, he was just a kid being our camera op. He made commercials for the TV station. Was interested in storms and storm chasing, and I'd been before, and, and this was also his first storm chase. And uh, it inspired him so much that he quit the TV station and went to Oklahoma University of Oklahoma Meteorology School, graduated, became a meteorologist, and now works for uh, Weather Decision Technology. No way! Yes. And he was in the car with you as a camera guy. So Correct. young, what was he, 19, Brandon Lawson. 20? Oh my gosh. Now, okay. Now that's the bug. <laughs> that's the bug right there. If you're a young camera guy and you go on a chase, like, okay, I'm done with this. I got to go do stuff. And Weather Decision Technologies is the parent of uh, Radar Scope. Correct. And we we use Radar Scope. We love Radar Scope. People, uh, we have people still ask us what radar we use. You can get Radar Scope uh, through uh, the App Store or the Google Play Store. Is that what Android is? On Android, yeah. Yeah. It's what is it like? Ten bucks a year. For, for the basic, the, yes, it's also available on Windows now. Yeah, they just, I mean, they just came out with that. So I think if if you know if you're afraid of storms and uh, you want a good radar that updates regularly and is reliable, ten bucks a year is is not that much money to invest in, in a good radar. I mean, they have different tiers. You can keep going up in tier one and tier two. They have some stuff that I mean, I I would not use so. Uh, but yeah, that's what it is, and you can get the the hail cores. You can see the hail cores, and uh, you like looking at echo tops. Mm-hmm. It's got that wind velocities and stuff. So I I'd do that. So you ready to go storm chasing again? Nah, too bad it's almost the Fourth of July, and you know <laughs> yeah. might have to move to Canada to go storm chasing. All the storms are going to be up north. That's nuts. That's not yeah, and it, it's all around us. And I looked at the storm prediction center. I mean. Uh, what is it? Day three now is yeah. North Dakota. Mm-hmm. North Dakota is under like a major, uh, an area for major development of severe weather up into Canada. Hey, what happened to Tornado Alley? What's up with us? Well, that this is their <laughs> tornado season up north. It kind of migrates up north. Uh, you see Minnesota have a, a pretty good risk of severe weather in June, and the Dakotas. Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't hear about much going into Canada, but I'm sure they get something. I mean, we don't, our uh, storm prediction center doesn't cover Canada. So, you know, yeah, hard to tell what's going on up there. Our kids have listened to storm talk for so many years. They're so well versed in the, and they don't get our, scared. Of well, weather. our four year old, she'll, her first question is, is it going to tornado mom? <laughs> and, um, you know, she'll be like, Oh, okay. It's just a storm. If it's just a storm, then she's good. Then she's fine. <laughs> it's not going to tornado. Of course they know tornado. the weather radio go off. And they'll, it lets us know what's going on for sure. Man. Well, everybody should have a weather radio. Mm-hmm. And Definitely. Yeah. And always follow Stormdar. Absolutely. That's the thing. And we're, uh, we've got some things in the making. We're going to keep that a secret, make a big presentation, and see how that goes. But you want to stay tuned. I posted that teaser picture yes. last night of yes. an important meeting. In some, in some meetings and uh, talking about some really cool things. So... Stay tuned. Got anything else, Corey? I'm good. 
You want to say anything else? Uh, just thanks for having me. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. Well, I'm... I hope st- I can come back sometime. Of course you can. Yeah, you have to think of some more wild weather stories and stuff. We'll... Yeah, hey, I've lived with Corey for 20 years. I've had some wild <laughs> stories. Or just co-host. I mean, that's awesome. All right, well, let's wrap this up then. Be sure to look for us on Facebook at Stormdar Weather. Like our page and be sure to like or comment on our posts to have them show up in your newsfeed. You can always contact us through our Facebook page or send us an email to stormdarweather at gmail.com. Well, that does it for this week. So join us for next week for the next edition of the Stormdar Weather Podcast.